What does Lamar Jackson's injury mean for the Ravens in the playoffs and beyond? Is there a sleeper that you may want on your team from the Miami Dolphins in the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge? And who are the picks to win in the FFPC world-famous FFPC Challenge from myself, from Farrell, and from tonight's guest, the 10th-place finisher in the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge from last year, Dan Setlock joins us to discuss how he came so close to winning the $500,000, how he plans on making some changes to get him to the mountaintop this year, and much more. We've got a great show for you. Farrell Elliott is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. From the pressure, I've seen Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. Thank you, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all of you, Balkaholics and Ferreliacs. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I'm your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman. My co-host is the definitive commissioner of fantasy football, Farrell Elliott. Coming up on tonight's show, I'll dole out a world-famous FFPC playoff challenge roster for Farrell to pick apart and the 10th place finisher in last year's world-famous FFPC playoff challenge. Dan Setlock is going to drop by to give you some of his tips and tricks to making sure you can lock in your best shot at a roster that's going to win you $500,000 either tonight or tomorrow before the contest lock. Speaking of said contest, you can play for a $500,000 grand prize right now in the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge. Make sure you're registering for that at myffpc.com. Pretty simple format. You pick 12 players. You can only pick one player per NFL team. Now, we know there's 14 teams in the playoffs, which means you're not picking two players because you're going to submit a 12-person lineup. Four flexes, it's the normal FFPC lineup, but you get the two extra bonus flexes. So you want to play uh, six running backs, you want to play six receivers, five tight ends, whatever you want to do, you can do that with this playoff challenge. Um, there are, There's no roster management, there's no draft, there's no salary cap. You can actually register, sign up, and place your um, enter your roster in minutes. It's that simple. a little bit ago i think it's like 90 percent full something like that right around 90 percent full uh so make sure if you are going to get in that you get in it right now in fact and rather than me just make this stuff up why don't we just actually look at what it's at right now so you are looking at yeah well over um 90 full in the football guys playoff challenge uh the ffpc playoff challenge i think is approaching just over 80 percent full right now which actually is ahead of last year and remember it sold out a couple hours before kickoff of that first game last year so there is no time like the present register now 
myffpc.com for the world famous FFPC playoff challenge. Now, uh, in case you missed it, we had the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown on Tuesday night with 2022 FFPC main event ninth place team owner Rob Linkowski. We talked about how he finished in the top 10 of the FFPC main event in back to back years. We also touched on for the last portion of the interview, last 20 minutes or so, we talked about his, his, uh, uh, strategy and his advice and the stuff he's going to be doing when he crafts his lineups together in the playoff challenge. So if you're looking for more advice there, you can definitely check that out. Um, if you checked out the FFPC mailers this week, um, you have seen a ton of content that is being produced around the industry based on this challenge. There's advice from football guys in there. There's advice from draft sharks in there, advice from fantasy alarm, fantasy points. You can check out, we had Dan Williamson on from the goat district. They had a great podcast that they put out with John Daigle from four for four, where they constructed an FFPC playoff challenge lineup. So the content is out there. There's no excuse for you um, to, to not know what you're doing and not putting in a really competitive lineup when you're getting from all the experts. So again, myffpc.com is where to go for that. Remember to like this uh, video, subscribe to the channel, comment on the video, share the video, and uh, get notified so you can um, make sure that we are producing the best possible content for you every single week. The more action we get on YouTube, uh, the more content we can put out, like what we saw earlier, just a couple hours ago on this YouTube channel with Aiden LaCory and Dave Terpoli giving you their FFPC playoff challenge uh, preview, as well as the football guys playoff challenge preview. If you missed it, you can watch it on the YouTube channel here back. Uh, no problems whatsoever see the live stream that those guys put out again a couple hours ago without further ado let's bring in the commish right now the definitive commissioner of fantasy football he you uh check out his competition kffsc.com at kffsc official on twitter the incomparable Farrell elliott Farrell, happy nfl playoffs weekend to you man what a great introduction incomparable that's thank you balky and and yeah it is in this wonderful all the way into monday night Who's broadcasting Monday night's matchup, by the way? Yeah, I, I would assume it's going to be the Joe Buck Troy Aikman tandem. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you know, you know, beggars can be cheated. I'm looking it up Jim right now. Guys from Rotoviz might be doing that too. You know, I uh, oh, that would have uh, been tremendous. Our listeners are now leaving to go check out the recording of uh of you and, and Turp and the boys. You know, that's where it's that's you know, it's just you and me, brother. I am looking at it right now. It is an 8-15 game, and it is, it's on ESPN, so I'm assuming it's Joe Buck, okay, and I'm enough. assuming it's Troy Aikman, so there you Take go on what that. you can get. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we, we have some, we had some late-breaking news here um, with, um, well, not late-breaking news, but breaking news that's going to affect teams in the playoff challenge. Mike Williams for the Los Angeles Chargers has been ruled out for the wildcard round, and according to Fernando Ramirez, who reported this, sounds like he could be out longer than that. In fact, if the Chargers don't make the Super Bowl, you are probably going to, uh, you probably have seen the last of Mike Williams uh, this season. He got hurt in that week 18 game against Denver. Why he was out there, I'm, I'm not really sure, but he hasn't practiced all week. Tom Palacero uh, reported about in Williams back that um, is going to keep him out not only this week, but, but multiple weeks. Now, Mike Williams had a team leading 33% air yard share during the regular season. Justin Herbert's deep threat is, is, is gone now. He's going to have to rely on Austin Eckler, Gerald Everett, Keenan Allen. You could see more of like a, um, a more methodical passing game where they're just playing for, for the sticks to be moving rather than going for the big play. And I think these are questions we have to answer, Farrell. When you, as you look at this um, competition, the, the Chargers team, as you look at this um, from a competitive standpoint in the FFPC playoff challenge, 
does Eckler, Herbert, I mean, Everett, Allen, any of these guys, who looks most appealing from the Chargers for you right now? Allen gets a bump. Uh, there are other receivers that could draw coverages away from him. Uh, Palmer and Carter, while are good downfield wide receivers, but they don't provide the target uh, that is provided by Mike Williams. And it, it's just so foolish that this, this elite player – uh, is not part of the playoffs. This team really confuses me. The coach says he has no regrets about who he put onto the field. Um, and, and you know, I would think the coach is is subject to some awareness issues. He just doesn't quite understand the business of football. He proved that last year uh, with his misplay at the end of the game that, that encouraged the Raiders to kick what I believe was a field goal to win the game when a tie would have let uh, the Chargers participate um, in, in the playoffs last year. And I got to figure his players are consistently giving him the side eye uh, in the locker room. I don't think it speaks well uh, for this team going into uh, the road game against Jacksonville. But um, I, I'm, you know, if you've got to use a charger, I think the charger everyone wants to use is Eckler. Uh, Keenan Allen is uh Jacksonville is is sorrowful against the slot receiver, and if Allen fulfills the slot role uh, in this offense, th- that's hard to predict. Um, so, Balky, yeah, I'm just I'm just flummoxed by this entire team, and I expect Jacksonville to move on from this game. And okay, so if that's the case, then then if you expect Jacksonville to move on, then maybe um, you're looking at the Chargers' defense or or you know some like a fade type, and, and rather than Eckler is going to be heavily owned. Keenan Allen, who's probably going to be heavily owned now at the, with this Mike Williams news. Is that the way you approach this rather than soak a running back position or a flex position into a guy who may only get one game? Do you roll with you know a defense or something instead? We have multiple teams that are only going to get one game. So, you know, Eckler, Eckler can give you production of two games in one. Uh, Las Vegas has in, installed him as a um, – I looked it up earlier, minus 45 uh, to catch over, uh, or the over and under is, is four, uh, four and a half catches. You, you've got minus money for over that. I think he'll have that middle of the second quarter. So if anyone wants to make a bet, there you go. But um, <laughs> the um, Eckler, um, yeah, one and done or two and done, Eckler might give you two games worth of productivity. Uh, 47 and a half is the total on that game. Chargers are two and a half point favorites in that. So should be a lot of scoring. I think that is the second highest total of wildcard weekend. I believe that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one that, that is the only one that's higher is the 48 and a half that we have in the Giants Vikings game. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's get into this Lamar Jackson thing. So he actually announced, um, publicly via his Twitter account that there's still inflammation surrounding his knee and it remains unstable. He says he wishes he could be out there, but he can't give a hundred percent of himself to his teammates and his fans. So it doesn't sound like John Harbaugh, the Ravens had much of a say in this. It sounded like Lamar Jackson said, look, I'm not playing. Jackson said that he has a grade two PCL sprain, borderline of grade three. And the fact that his knee is not stable uh, makes it sound like he could be done for the year. Farrell, this is a player that um, the, the Ravens and him tried to get together in the off season uh, to, to, to come together on a long-term deal. It didn't happen. Um, we know that that Jackson is probably not going to factor into the world famous FFPC playoff challenge. But what is the future like for Jackson and Baltimore? Is this a marriage that can be repaired where they can come together on a long term deal still? 
Well, we don't really know because uh, he does not have the elements and assets in place to come to a long-term deal. And the the Ravens have uh, the benefit of the collective bargaining agreement, which will allow them to keep him uh, as a player and keep him on the field. And he has uh, negotiated himself into this, and it, it it because of his because of his lack of retaining some assistance to get to a deal. Getting to a deal for a star player shouldn't be this hard. Uh, in regards to he, Lamar announcing that he's not going to play, that's something that should be handled by the team and their media people. I don't understand why that isn't. There's been a lot of talk that this knee is contract-related, and I think that's very unfair for Lamar. You know, if he's showing up, taking therapy, trying to get himself together to play, he's doing all he can do to, to try to get on the field. I think the team ought to step up and say, you know, Lamar's here. But Lamar's not ready. I think this gives a, a tremendous uh, opportunities for Baltimore to just see what they have. What they have, you know, Anthony Brown. It looks like he's going to be the man that's tapped for this. He struggled last time against Cincinnati, but I was impressed with this player at Oregon. I thought he did well, and I think that as an undrafted free agent, he went out in a challenge and did about as, as well as he could. It was not attractive. Two interceptions, no touchdowns, less than 50% of his passes. But he'll do better this time. He won't challenge the Bengals, but I think there, there's there's many quarterbacks that get an opportunity to show what they can do, and they mature uh, greatly and step up to the challenge that is presented them. Um, he's going to do better than what we probably saw last time. It's not going to be enough to derail the Bengals, but it may um, – it may do something for his career as a backup quarterback. And more importantly, it may rush Lamar to try to come to some type of uh, decision um, with the Ravens. I doubt that the Ravens want to underpay Lamar. Uh, perhaps Lamar has some type of idea that's not realistic on what he should get paid. And that could be. And we don't know. We don't know what's going on in those conversations as you pointed out as well. Um, getting back to this uh, Dolphins-Bills game, and we'll talk about this with our, our guest, uh, Dan Setlack, who's coming up in just a couple of minutes, 10th place finisher in the world-famous FFPC playoff challenge last year. Um, but uh, this Dolphins thing, Raheem Mostert is officially ruled out from the wildcard matchup against the Bills. Uh, Mostert did not practice all week, so now it will be the Jeff Wilson show. Now, Jeff Wilson was added, as we all know, via trade at the trade deadline to play for Mike McDaniel, who, like Mostert, played under McDaniel in San Francisco. Now, Wilson is a guy that took the, the backfield over for Mostert. Like, Mostert was really controlling it. Even when he was, you know, in this timeshare with Edmonds, Mostert was running that backfield. And he played in 16 games this year, too, which we don't normally see from, from Mostert. Now, Wilson came over. He took over that backfield. Dolphins are looking like they're one and done. It's Skylar Thompson. Is there a pivot if you're entering multiple entries into this contest? Is there room on one of your rosters for Jeff Wilson just to see what he can do in that Bills offense and knowing that he's probably not sharing that backfield with anybody significant? Yeah, well, Ahmed is a, is a good player, and Ahmed could end up splitting time with him. So I think no. I think a lot of the people will be fading Tyreek Hill here. Um he this this game doesn't he his body looks a little beat up you know we, we hear the injury reports and guys are going to miss time what we do not hear 
is how many guys are struggling physically. You don't necessarily see it in their movement, but if you had real close seats to the field, you could see it in their expressions. You could see it, how they're trying to warm up. They're coming out to get extra time. So I really don't know what I want to do with the Dolphins here. I would think that that's your defense kicker play, perhaps. It's exciting to look at this roster and say, I can get performance on a team that tries to catch up. And then you look at Skylar Thompson and what he has to be facing uh, on the road against this team, a team that is playing uh, not only skilled NFL football, but at a superior emotional level to a lot of other NFL teams. So, you know, I, I doubt if they uh, – I doubt if, if any Dolphin has a standout day offensively defensively they'll play well for a while against Buffalo, but Buffalo will wear them down. And if that doesn't happen, I'll say, what in the Krautwurst is going on here? <laughs> well, let's talk to a guy who, who should know what's going on, or at least we think he he, he should know what he's going on. Uh, uh, we think he should. We, hey, he, he, should will. he should know what he's going on. I think on. he will know what's going on. I know, exactly. And I want to bring him in right now. The reason I say he should know – what's going on is because he's been playing fantasy football since the early nineties. He has a home league uh, with has 20 players, including a guy who's been on this program before, albeit just for a brief interview with pros versus Joe's and Chris Prince. Um, he's basically been playing with the same crew for the last 25 years. He began playing high stakes uh, in 2007, uh, made it to the final 10 in the fantasy football open championship for that million bucks back in 2010 finished seventh in that contest. He's been playing with the FFPC for the last half decade, uh, usually two main events and 10 football guys and a ton of best balls uh, a year. He uh, finished 10th in the world-famous FFPC playoff challenge uh, this past year. Please welcome into the program, Mr. Dan Setlock. Dan, welcome in tonight, man. Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing good. We're doing great. The, the real question is, uh, have you, are you done tinkering with your playoff challenge entries this year yet? Uh, I am. I probably am going to add a late one tomorrow morning. I, I have a feeling, but I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that just sets it and, and I don't tinker much. I try not to, because when I tinker, it, it doesn't usually end up well. So I'm usually a set it and forget it kind of person. We, we set it been... and forget it, Balky. His yeah. name is Set Lock. Set, <laughs> this is the greatest the name. Right. There are so set many it, things. Yeah, there's there's got there's there's so many marketing angles here. So many uh, things you could do with this. <laughs> we, we must we must get you in some some representation. Yeah, it's like Jenga though. Once you move one piece in this, you know, this yeah, format, it's like you got to move seven other pieces. So I just, yes, I don't I don't like to do that. I want to set it and leave lock it. it. Right. Lock, lock it up. Set lock and it up. And you know, take this for everybody who's watching this right now. Uh, you're talking with the tenth place team in the playoff challenge last year. He sets it, and rather than tinkers with it, he gets yeah, another team. Gets another team if he wants to modify something. So that's exactly. the way you play it. You, you don't mess with what you already got. No, you, you want to do one. You different. set one of your. I set one of my like real favorite teams, and then add a second just to kind of tinker with that one a little bit, just in mm -hmm. case. But generally, it's the first one that does the best. Usually, there you go. In yeah. my history, at least. And, and I think that's true with a lot of people. Although I, I don't know, it's true with everybody. Um, especially if you if you you know get an additional team, sometimes you get better at it as you go. It doesn't always work that way, but sometimes right. it does. Um, Dan, let's talk about this for a second. When you're not finishing in the top 10 of the world famous FFPC playoff challenge, what are you doing for a living, sir? I am a finance manager at a car dealership in uh, Taylor, Michigan, Moran Buick GMC. Um, 
yeah, great gig. Work uh, no weekends. We have Saturdays off, so you know, a lot of football watching. Um, you have Saturdays off in the car yeah. business? Yeah, isn't that amazing? I found oh, a place that. that doesn't open on Saturdays. So good wow. for you. Yeah, it's been really... in the business for about six years. That's definitely not always the case, but uh, our owner does not believe in working on the weekends, so takes mm. care of us. Good. Yeah. Good to hear. Setlock yeah. has the weekend off. That it gives you more off. time to tamper I do. with your lineup, but you do not do it because you said I, I got a, I have a wife and three children, so I'm busy, plenty busy <laughs> with other stuff. Congratulations. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, okay, okay, Mr. Setlock. You know, I looked at your roster that you, that you did so well with last year. And I must temper this with I've I've never experienced much success in this format i'm intrigued by it i love playing in it yeah and, and it, when i look at a winning team a successful team i say well i could have done that or i say you know i actually had that <laughs> maybe <laughs> excuse me gentlemen maybe i didn't set and lock it so i want to quickly go through your roster from last year i'm, yeah. I'm gonna i'm gonna run all the way through it and i want to know if just just give me some element of a, what the strategy and how you utilized it and what your philosophy was in putting this team together. Because it looks like a team that anyone could have put together. Your chalk players, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Rob Gronkowski, and Stephon Diggs. Those guys, the easiest picks in all the draft. Then Joe Mixon, Damian Harris at running back. That makes sense. Debo Samuel was on his way to, to a great end of the season. You know, every team needs a Raider. You had Hunter Renfro. You had you, you added a flex, and you went with Zach Ertz from Arizona. Uh, Bullock and the and the Cowboys, uh, and kicker and defense. It, what was the hardest decision? Because I can see all the easy decisions. <laughs> so, so what was the hardest decision, and, and, and did you make any changes to this? And it, how did you end up with this team? Well, let me preface this by saying it's hard to remember yesterday, yesterday let alone last yeah, year. Yeah, I understand. Well, um, let honestly, me tell you, if I finished in 10th place, I'm going to, if I can't remember it, I'm going to come up with a damn good story. Yeah. It's funny because I looked at this team today when Eric sent it to me, and I'm like, I really had Hunter Renfro on this team. I do not remember <laughs> that. But I mean, the, the key for the way I do it, honestly, is I, I mean, I pretty much map out the playoffs, right? I'm going to bet. I map out who's going to win the matchups. First of all, who's going to make it to the Super Bowl down the list. I want my quarterback from the team that I think is going to make the Super Bowl. Obviously that wasn't the case last year with Mahomes. However, he did have a great, you know, playoff run, but I mean, that's, and then, and I just work my way back. I mean, if it's, if it's a debate, I mean, a lot of these guys are generally chalk which I don't think mm -hmm. is always the worst thing, honestly, in this contest. No. I mean, you got to differentiate differentiate a little bit, but ultimately you're trying to get the best player from each team that's going to score the most points, right? It doesn't really matter if it's chalk or not, honestly. I mean, you got to have a few things go your way, but like, honestly, looking at my team, a couple of keys obviously were Debo. I mean, I think Debo was a key. He had a great run, uh, Cooper Cup, obviously, but Mixon was a key. Mixon yes. had a great playoff run. I think a lot of people had Chase. Um and other than oh, that, I mean, yeah, yeah, Diggs was great. Um, but yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't remember my mindset of going through the team. That's just my general philosophy. Just have so having someone here in Cincinnati, the the chalk pick was Chase, and you went away from 
Yeah, and I went away from it because I just thought that, you know, I didn't honestly think the Bengals were going to make it as far as they did, but I figured they, I believe they had a good rushing matchup the first week. You know, I kind of break it down like, like matchups in the regular season. Who's playing this game? Okay, if they advance, what's the rushing D like? You know, things like that, but. No, I didn't have the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. I can tell you that, obviously. But. Well, you know, I, you, you could have told us you did. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about this year, uh, Dan. And and I think one of the games that people are really going to have to get right, and it might be the toughest game to project, is the Cowboys and Buccaneers. I think the yeah. Cowboys are a slight favorite in that game uh, in Tampa on Monday night. Uh, yeah, two and a half right now as I'm yeah. seeing it. Um, but but the crucial what, what makes this game so interesting is it, besides it being you know close to a coin flip, there are a, a plethora of players on both rosters that you can yeah. use, and maybe you pick one player from both teams on this. But when you have Prescott, Pollard, Elliott, Lamb, you got Dalton Schultz there as well from Dallas. You look at Tampa, and you have Evans and Godwin. You got Fournette, Rashad White, Tom Brady, uh, Kate Otten has been coming on as well. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to go. Who do you think wins that game? And who are you picking from these teams in your uh, challenge roster? It's funny because I think this is a lock. I love the Bucks in this game. I don't think it's much of a question personally. I, I don't see how they're underdogs, honestly. I'm from Michigan. Obviously, Brady's a Michigan alum. So, I, I mean, I've been a Brady fan my whole life. I don't think they're – obviously, they're not playing well, not having a great season. But I I love the Bucks in this game. I think it's the easiest game on the board almost personally betting wise um so i'm i'm completely fading the cowboys i'm i'm right now i have them slotted in at the defense um Ooh. and i've toyed with the idea actually i have a 35 dollar uh i think it's the football, the football guys, guys. I'm, yep. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna i got brady in the qb slot i think they legit have a chance to go back to the super bowl i'm gonna be i'm gonna go on record in saying that i think the path is honestly not that crazy i mean you got Philly with the banged up hurts. You got Brock Purdy, who's never started a playoff game in his life, as the two favorites. I mean, you got Brady, got to be licking his chops. He wins this game. And I mean, they could be have Minnesota next, possibly. I don't think that's strong. So, yeah, I think the Bucs are moving on in this game pretty easily. I mean, not that they're going to blow them out, but I think they're. I think they're winning this game. So I'm 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 leaning right now, Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is going to have a big game. But I could see Fournette, but I'm I'm definitely I'm thinking Mike Evans. But if I had a little more uh a little more uh I don't know I don't want to say the word, but I'd I'd probably go Brady. I could see Brady making it. Yeah. And and I'll tell you this too. Like and I've been saying this since the playoffs lock, uh, even before the playoff bracket was locked, anybody can win it in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, Philly's the obviously the one seed. San Francisco is is hot right now. I mean, they've won a bajillion games in a row. Sure. Minnesota obviously has the firepower to to hang with anybody. And then you look at uh, you know Tom Brady and and obviously yeah. Dallas. We'll see with them, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's wide Play open. Tom, come on, yeah, it's it Tom. is, yeah, and maybe Lombardi Lenny as well. We'll see. And everybody's <laughs> you're right, and Lenny's another one. For, for I mean, they're. I think it's it's just falling in the right place for them, and and they're getting healthy. They got all their weapons healthy for the most part. I mean, their line's still banged up, but I mean, I think they get through this game. They don't have the hardest path to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, Brady's done it with lesser teams, so there it wouldn't are, shock me. There are three intriguing underdogs in in this weekend's matchup. Jacksonville being the other that I pick as a winner. I like them too. Tampa that I haven't decided on. And then the New York Giants that it seems like all the East Coast media is behind. But I think for good reason. Could you see those three underdogs advancing? I do. Well, let's 
obviously Tampa. I love. I yeah. do like Jacksonville a lot. Right. Um, I'm leaning ETN in that matchup. Um, I think he's the. I mean, once again, he's probably going to be the chalk on that team, if, unless mm-hmm. you fade him and you go with the defense. But I, I don't know if he can play. I mean, I guess he can play Kirk, but I think ETN's the play there. Um, I do see them winning that game. And the giant game is the tough one for me. I mean, I could see the Giants winning that game. Mm-hmm. I am playing Barkley pretty, most likely. I mean, I think that's going to be probably the chalkiest of the chalk. Um, I don't How think important – I, I see a lot of your decisions revolving around what the quarterback can do with the team. That has me fading the Cowboys because if you watch Prescott over yeah. the last few weeks, his receivers are getting open, and I don't know why he's not throwing the ball. I know with his experience – He's seeing them, so I think something physically could be wrong. He says, "I, you know, I can't complete that pass. I can't yeah. throw, I can't throw the post pattern. I can't get the ball to him." And that's just that's just my hunch. But how important is it uh, to have in your final week one of the Super Bowl quarterbacks? Is that a key to success in these contests? I think it is, but I didn't have it last year, and I still made top ten. I don't know. Exactly, if the guy in the well, yeah, but I mean, you know, I think we, we want I you think, to win, Setlock. Come on, I think, I think <laughs> honestly, you probably do. I mean, I'm, 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 I think the Bills are getting there. I got Josh Allen at the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I, fair, I fair think enough. the Bills and, are winning it. If I didn't think the Bills are winning, I wouldn't have Josh Allen. But I think that's again going to be see the quarterback's going to be a weird one. I mean, you can't really say any quarterback's going to be chalk. You're going to have people that back Mahomes. You're going to have oh, people no, that no, have Hurts. You're going to have all kinds of. So I don't think Allen's going to be chalk necessarily. But I think you're going to have to have them if they make it to the Super Bowl, which well, I think they're going to. Balky and I spoke about it earlier. Uh, you know, Tyreek Hill, I don't, I don't think is a good matchup against the Bills. And no, you know, we we know it's one and done. Is it, it uniformly? Is that the is that the most talented player, most prolific player that you can see everyone avoiding? And could yes. you possibly then be a contrarian? Mm, I'm. I, I don't I'm think there's any upside in it. Maybe if the quarterback wasn't Skylar Thompson, possibly yeah, if it was Tua. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm totally fading Miami. I'm totally fading uh, Seattle. I don't, I just don't see a path for either of them winning, as opposed to I see a path for Jack, either any of the other matchups, basically, possibly okay. going one way or another. So, Dan, you know, one of the players you had in your squad from last year who was huge uh, got to the NFC Championship game was Debo Samuel. He is among a, a plethora of options in San Francisco that you could go with in this challenge. George Kittle in a tight end premium format. Christian McCaffrey, who was the number one overall pick in some fantasy leagues this year, and obviously has been playing awesome since he joined the 49ers. Um, Brandon Ayuk, Brock Purdy, also uh, possibilities there. But I want to talk specifically about Samuel. Is he the right Niner to own again this year? Um, or is the pivot off of him going to somebody else, is that the smart play for the challenge? Yeah, not he's not for me because of the injury. I mean, it's just too much unknown. He hasn't played in six weeks. You know, you haven't seen it. Brock Purdy doesn't have really a good chemistry with him, I don't think, yet. He's, he's He was more Ayuk even when they both played. Yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm fading Debo. Um, I, I don't really think he'll be that popular, to be honest. Uh, I think you're going to see probably – I don't know percentage-wise, but I would guess probably somewhere in the 60 to 70% McCaffrey range. And then being that it's tight end premium, a lot of Kittle and sprinkling of Ayuk. But I, I bet Debo's going to be a decent contrarian play. I just He's not for me. I just He hasn't stepped on the field. I know he 
last year was great for me, but that, that was last year. I don't, I don't see that happening. I'm, I'm debating between McCaffrey and Kittle. Honestly, it's a tough, tough call. I think San Francisco probably gets to the NFC Championship, but it just depends on the matchups. I mean, I have Tampa winning. Like I said, I could see Tampa beating them. So, yeah, well, in honor know. of last, in in honor of last week's guest, uh, Mr. Alex K of New York City and uh, the Dizzle, I would say when you uh, when you're having a tough uh, consideration um, to find your place, Balky. We're still got ten percent of the team still available. So if you're having tough, buy another team. That's what's what you, you know. I most likely be, will tomorrow. That would be the move. That, that would be the move that I would make, especially if I had the kind of success you had last year. And you you shared with us, and and we talked about mixing. You did not go to the chalk with Chase in Cincinnati. So let's focus on Cincinnati. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. Everyone. Uh, not everyone, but a great deal of our people here are Cincinnati Bengals fans. And there's a lot of hope that the team will um, find itself back in the Super Bowl. Our good friend, uh, Balky Craig Campbell, last year uh, had, a, had a major win when, um, just like Mr. Setlock, he avoided um, uh, Chase and took T. Higgins. And when, when T. Higgins made that wonderful touchdown, uh, uh, there was a path for Craig to win significant money. So Cincinnati this year, let's focus on Cincinnati this year. What are you doing? And when you want to talk about quarterback, and here's a potential Super Bowl quarterback, and it's not Allen, it's not Mahomes, and, and how smart would you be to forget about the uh, position players and just focus on quarterback here? Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati's great. I mean, I love Burrow. I think they – I could easily see taking Burrow, but – in. For me, I, I, I th- obviously the second round matchup is almost guaranteed to be Cincinnati at Buffalo. I mean, mm-hmm. assuming they both win, um, and I like Buffalo in that game. Not to mention, I think that I just think that Ravens D is going to come to play. I think it's going to be a tough, tough sledding for Mixon, um, and I think they get by that game, but it's not going to be as as easy as people think. I think it's going to be more of a grinded out kind of game, um, mm-hmm. and then assuming they both get by, and then it's in Buffalo. Once again, I don't think it's going to be a mixing type game. I think it's going to be a shootout. I have Buffalo winning, so I, I'm I'm considering Higgins in that matchup. But ultimately, it's got to be Chase. He's just got too much upside. If I'm if you're going to ask me who's going to have more points, Chase or Higgins, I'm going Chase. I mean, it's once a again, Chase year, huh? The Chase year, yeah. Even if right. it's even if it's chalky, I mean, ultimately, is it is he going to score more than Mixon and, and Higgins? I, I think he is. I mean, if they don't win that game, I'm not winning the contest. You know, they're going to. Bills are going to be out. I'm going to lose my quarterback. People are going to have Burrow. So, once again, it comes back to kind of picking who you think is going to advance, and I'm taking Allen. No, um, you you touched on Jacksonville. I, I think the three of us are 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 all in um, agreement here uh, that Jacksonville wins this game. Hmm. Um, and oh, are we not, Farrell? Oh, I well, I think we are, but I, I love the way you guys have jumped on my bad wagon. And there, <laughs> I saw room on it. Why wouldn't there I? There is room. On? There is room here for you. The Duval counties have spoken. There is a lot of out coached, much better coach. Yes, I, yeah. I am not a believer in Brandon Staley. I think he definitely, like you mentioned earlier, botched that up and just lost their second best receiver for zero reason. I don't. I just don't get it. You know, I don't live in fear. You know, somebody says, "Well, you you got to bench your game." It's not out of fear. It's 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 out of balance. And there's always yeah. an advantage to look at some of the guys that you want to give a chance to play. 
I would be curious what Josh Kelly could do with 20 carries just right. to see, right. you know, I, it's how to run a football team, but I digress. Balky. It should, uh, could be a good game though. I mean, I don't think the Chargers don't have a chance. I mean, it's definitely all of these games Jack. should be good games. Yeah. So. But Jacksonville well, kind of showed you what they can do on, <laughs> on the last game when they needed to win at Tennessee. It was, it wasn't the prettiest, but I think they can play that kind of similar game with them. The Chargers have, I mean, it's Herbert's first game playoff game on the road. I like Jacksonville. It's going to be live there. Are you able to get off Austin Eckler and and go to a different Charger in the challenge, or is Eckler just does does he just re- represent too high? Of a state? Farrell said before you could get two games out of Eckler in yeah. one game. He's he's the easy play for me. I mean, I have him playing one game, and I have him having a pretty solid game. So if I have him only playing one game, who's gonna who's gonna be better, him or? I mean, Keenan Allen's going to be close just because of Mike Williams out. He's probably going to get a lot of volume. I, I feel like they're both going to be very similar at the end of the day. But, um, yeah, I, I probably have Eckler slightly higher. And if they and if they, they only play if they only play one game and you got, you know, say it's 60-40 uh, ownership, I mean, why would you – you don't want Keenan Allen, right? If, he has, right? if Eckler outscores them by five points and they play one game, you got five points up on the Chargers. You know, in, in the KFFSC, we're drafting next year on Super Bowl weekend. And uh, we are waiting, by the way, from a commitment from our host, Eric Baltman, a yeah. wonderful co-host here. Uh, you, you know, if, as a matter of fact, uh, he's already uh, – Dan, he's already counted about being here. He and his uh, running buddy, Erickson, and the, <laughs> the crew that is – you know, Team Appleton is already coming – Matter of fact, if he doesn't show uh, his teams next year, uh, one team name will be No Show Jones. But you know he is really, uh, and and he has a trophy that from our uh, springtime leagues that he was successfully. Uh, oh, no, uh, this one right here, yeah, nice trophy, and he earned it in 2020. Uh, in 2022 and 2023 Super Bowl, we we expect him. Uh, uh, in the room uh, with us. And Dan, you are invited too, especially now since we learned you have every Saturday off. Yeah, but absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, learned, I learned a long uh, time ago that if you, you know, if you ask a question and you're not particularly pleased with the answer that you got, you come back to the same person and you ask a different question seeking the same information. So for all of us that have struggled, in this format, and for those perhaps who may never have played in this format, what kind of advice could you possibly give us beyond what you have already so kindly shared here? I can tell you are a knowledgeable cat uh, in regards to fantasy football. I used to get to ask, uh, uh, during the regular year, I get to ask for sleepers and bust. I guess I don't want that. But what I really want is a reflection of your experience and just what you haven't perhaps covered that we could all glean some type of hope from and call it the set lock method when we get to city. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, just like what I said earlier, I mean, you really just need to map out your path. You need to map out who you think is going to be um, in the Super Bowl. You need to keep those key players in mind. You need to uh, not tinker too much with your lineups. I mean, people love to tinker. I have friends that literally – I don't do a lot of daily, to be honest with you, but my friends do a ton of daily, and they, I'm like, who do you have? He's like, I don't know. I switched it 37 times. He's like, I had that guy in my lineup. You know, he would have won a million like 20 times, but yes. he, he, he flipped them out. So 
you can't do that. You just got to set your lineup. Like I said, if you want to switch out McCaffrey for Kittle at the last minute because you just, you know, that's one little thing, but you just can't be switching your quarterbacks and your running backs around. And it just, this format is set up to be just, who do you think is going to get to this deep in the deep run, fade the teams that are not going to win? You know, that's, uh, you know, like, I don't think there's any major fades that I have, honestly. I mean, it's, like I said, I don't like Dallas at all. I think a lot of people are going to have at least some flex from either Pollard or Lamb or anything like that. So I'm hoping they go out in the first round and I'm going to have their defense. They could easily have some sacks and fumbles, but ultimately you want your defense and your kicker to be out in the first round as well, you know. So I think, you know, kicker's going to – Tucker's probably going to be the highest-owned player in this whole contest, I'm guessing. (laughs) He very well might be. Yeah, he's going to be nice. So I have that too, but – yeah, it's just stick to your guns. I mean, trust your trust in your process and your, you know, setting your team. I mean, just just but it, it is good to have multiple teams. I mean, I usually run one or two teams. I mean, that you are competing against a lot of people, but I don't, it's not like you're playing DraftKings where it's, you know, a million people in it. You no, know? who would want to do very, that? No, no it's very doable. I mean, there's 7,000 people. It's not that yeah, crazy yeah, to take this down. Honestly. So I, I so Dan, I want to piggyback on something I had asked you about that um the Chargers uh, Jaguars game. Um, I I submitted a lineup for. I mean, obviously, I can't play in the contest, but um, when I was on the my Better Sports Network show last night, I did a lineup, um, and I wanted to um, differentiate with the lineup that I'm going to bring um, with Farrell here in in the next five or ten minutes. I wanted to differentiate as much as much as possible from it. But the the question I still went back and forth on with both the team from last night and tonight is as far as the Jaguars go. Is it Travis Etienne or or is it Evan Engram? And no. I, I I honestly don't know with a tight a tight end premium format like this. I don't know which way I wanted to go on this. I went back and forth on it. How do you look at the Jaguars? That's a that's probably the best pivot, honestly. I'm I'm probably rolling Etienne, but he's probably the second guy you want with the tight end premium. I mean, this is I love the tight end premium. I actually tried to get that passed in my league, and it. it enough people didn't want to do it but it's hard not to get off that once you're in the league i've been doing this for long enough i love the, and it just makes them so much more valuable but i think ingram is the pivot off that off mm-hmm. of uh, etn um i do have them winning so i do have i mean ingram's been a little bit uh hit or miss they can you know as lawrence spreads it around i mean they got zay jones they got christian kirk they got you know so it's it, it is hard to pinpoint targets on that team kind of he's had his games obviously but Ultimately, I think ETN is gonna is gonna get it done for him. Our you know, friend John Erickson Balky checked in with a, with a quote that I think will live. I will only tight end premium with a premium tight end. So <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank you, Don, for coming in with that because I think <laughs> that's a good quote. Okay. You, you know the other thing, guys, just real quick on uh, not that I want to turn this into the Travis ETN show, but I think I think something that's important to realize, and I didn't realize this till just now, but ETN has a has a pretty good matchup here against the Chargers. It's yeah. not been great at stopping the run this year. What did he do in week 18? Seven carries for 17 yards. But keep in mind, and I guess I forgot about this, Titans had the second-ranked rush defense in the NFL. And I wonder how, like, if I'm believing, like, oh, I can't play ETN. Look what he did this last game, seven for 17. If I'm thinking that, Right. How many other people are thinking that as well? Maybe and he is the sudden, contrarian play, right? Maybe he's the contrarian play, right? Yeah. Especially with the season that Engram had. Maybe ETN is the guy you want here uh, in this competition. So I think that's another point. 
yeah. um, that, that that bears mentioning today, right, Carol? Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be. Ahead. I don't think he's. I'm sorry. I don't think he's going to be chalky. Honestly, like you said, I think if people are going to be fading Jacksonville, they're underdogs. I think a lot of people are going to be playing the defense. Honestly, in this game. And you're going to see a little bit of Kirk, a little bit of Ingram, but he, I mean, he'll, he may be the most owned player on the team, but it's not going to be, it's not going to be super high. I don't think. And, and, you know, it's with great hesitancy that I, I sided with Jacksonville in this game. Cause I, and I, and I think Dan, you, you solidified it for me. It's the, it's, it's coaching much better yeah. coaching on the other side of the field. And, you know, we got two long hair quarterbacks competing with each other. So, you know, that ought to come together pretty good. But I, I think somebody might be tempted. I did, Every show has had a theme here in December about uh, Evan Ingram. And I think a lot of people might be tempted to say, okay, Jacksonville is going to advance. And uh, the Chargers defensively are middle of the pack against the tight end. They don't threaten the tight end. And I would say that's probably a, the Fugazi statistic, because I think it's affected by, you know, that they have to play Kelsey twice a year. Kelsey was quiet in the second game. Yeah. In the first game uh, against the Chargers, he was that was his three touchdown multiple catch game. So it's hard to find a lot of tight ends that have put up huge numbers against the Chargers. I don't see Ingram doing. Um, Farrell, I'm going <laughs> to throw it to you for the final question of the night as we grill. Dan Setlock on his uh, FFPC playoff challenge roster. I'm going to ask that same question for the third time because I'm still seeking <laughs> you still, but I'm going to ask it directly. And, and Balky's talking about the contrarian player. So I want you to officially give us yours. And then, then the heavily owned player, and we talked about some, but the heavily owned player that you are to stay away from. So the contrarian uh, and the heavily owned that you stay away from. Who's my contrarian player? I, I like it. Mm. You can't use one you've already used, so you've got to dig deep. <laughs> my contrarian player, I'm probably going to use. I, I mean, I, it's probably like I said, it's probably the Cowboys defense. I don't. You've already it. said that. That's said that, that, that is okay. not allowed. Okay, okay. That is not allowed. Right. That has right. been previously disclosed earlier in the show. All right, we need um, to in another contrarian. Who else? My uh, Mike Evans. Is Mike Ooh. Evans going to be highly owned? I don't know. I don't think so. There's, there's so many options on that Buccaneers <laughs> team. It's it's hard for me to say any of them are going to be highly owned, right? Yeah. I mean, Evans and Godwin and Brady and, and the two running backs, you know. It's and just, then you've got them winning, and which is even and better. And i got them winning. I, okay. I mean, I think Brady. Evans could be huge in the playoffs. I do. I do. And uh, fading, I don't know. Who am I fading? Um, you said you didn't have a whole lot of fades besides the Cowboys, right? I mean, that was basically your. No, I mean, I'm fading team. the Cowboys just because I got them at the defense. I'm fading. That's been previously spoken about in the show as well. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, fresh <laughs> material here. We're at the 46. I mean, minute. it's hard to say who I'm fading. I mean, I'm fading Patrick Mahomes. I'm fading uh, Jalen Hurts. These are really no, about- Jalen Hurts. We haven't said Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I think that, the Eagles. It, I think you're because- going to get a lot. You're going to get a lot of Hurts on the Eagles. You're going to get a lot of Hurts backers. You're going to get. A lot of AJ Brown. I think I'm pivoting probably to Devonta Smith. I don't mm-hmm. think they go super deep. I think he's been trending upwards. I think AJ Brown's more of a boomer bust. Yep. If they if they go deep, will probably be great. I can honestly see them losing the first game. I'm not sure who they're going to play, um, but I don't I, I don't feel good about Philly. I, I think I'm going with the Devonta Smith in that one. Can we get? Well, we don't really know. Right. Um, can we get an official Super Bowl prediction from?
from you, Dan, as as we look at, you know, the Super Bowl is what? Less than, well, roughly a month away from today. Uh, can we get a Super Bowl prediction? Who beats who in that game in Glendale, Arizona? I think uh, I think the Bills finally get their Super Bowl, defeating Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Wow, Bills, Bucks. Think Bills of the storylines. That Bills would be a Bucks. lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun hanging out with you tonight, yeah, thanks, talking guys. shop, and and, and and trying to figure out. You know, I, I think you g- gave us a lot to think about. Obviously, to all the viewers that are scrambling, putting together their FFPC playoff challenge liners, I think you gave them a lot to think about. I think you helped them as well. Um, but we certainly appreciate picking your brain uh, tonight. Congratulations on not only t- the tenth place finish in the challenge last year, but you won a boatload of uh, a boatload of best ball leagues this year. I know you're a football guys champ, main event. Everything. It was a rough that, year. It was a rough that. year to be honest. This was probably my really? best year. Oh man. Well, then I would love to be you, man, because this it was, was a rough. It was an upside <laughs> down. Well, especially in my home leagues, and every I feel like the the worst players in every league i was in won the leagues it was crazy it was one of those you're a guest on this show and you didn't win your home leagues no (laughs) what in the world is happening it's a 20 man league though it's a 20 man league we got two separate 10 man drafts and then you have a big 2023 and work our way up the road of this yeah we can we can get there yeah someday um listen dan enjoy the uh, the playoffs this weekend. Enjoy the playoffs over the next month or so uh, uh, of action. We really appreciate you carving out some time on Great this Friday contest. Night. Sign up. Sign Thank up you. Everyone. There's there's your ringing endorsement, Dan yes, Setlock, sir. tenth place finisher last year. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate Thank it. Right. Dan Setlock, ladies and gentlemen, the tenth place like finisher. That, and yeah, absolutely, tenth place finisher yeah. in the FFPC World Famous Playoff Challenge last year. There's another guy I really like. He's our only guy in in the uh, comment room tonight. Old Hudson Kern Reed. You know, he is the man. We should have. Uh, the, anytime the the uh, our resident Ivy League professor is is hanging out here, we we should be making mention of him. He wasn't he was here last class. week, and I'd like to know where in the hell he was. And then probably grading papers. That'd be my guess. Uh, you know, they grade on a curve now. The the <laughs> um, I'm curious as to when we're going to have him on the show. Well, okay, so he's been on before as a guest, but I have tried, and here's the thing, I've tried to get him on for years, and he always told me I'm not coming on until I win something of note, and then he ended up winning uh, Pros versus Joes. Well, Um, what the hell is this? You know, this is, this was something. (laughs) And he still hasn't gotten it. Come on. You know, he's he's got to get it. Yes. Um, We will virtually award that trophy to him uh, shortly. Yes, academic guest hosting. What that, does that even that, mean? That's what that's what he mean? would be. That he'd be our academic guest host. That's what we I want. see. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so so good stuff from Dan Setlock there. Now, had I picked his brain prior to me putting this challenge roster together, okay, I might have made a few changes. Um, but I put one together tonight, Farrell, and I would love to get your opinion on it. Because uh, it's radically different than the one I put together last night that Todd Burroughs picked apart. Actually, Todd Burroughs and I were very close uh, in, in ours. We we had a lot of similarities. Um, I don't know how you'll feel about this, but I'm going to go through oh it right God. now. So my quarterback is I'm, I'm projecting in this a Buffalo-Philadelphia Super Bowl where you get double points in the Super Bowl or the Pro Football Championship, excuse me. Josh Allen uh, is my quarterback. I At running back, I have uh, three, three running backs here, Joe Mixton, uh, from Cincinnati, Miles Sanders from Philly, again, pivoting off of Hertz and Brown and Devontae Smith, and I have Austin Eckler, who I just can't quit. Um, so those are my three running backs. Now, I did go heavy receiver here. 
Debo Samuel as my Niner. Instead of going Mike Evans, I went with Chris Godwin as my Buccaneer. Again, a little bit of a pivot there. Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. So I have four receivers there, Samuel, Godwin, um, Jefferson, and Lamb. And then I went with uh, two tight ends, I think, on this roster. Yeah, two tight ends. Uh, Travis Kelsey will be my Kansas City Chief. And then Evan Ingram I chose as my Jacksonville Jaguar. The What Dan Setlock thinks is going to be the most heavily owned player in the competition, I have here uh, to prove his point. Justin Tucker is my kicker. And then I, I went with the Giants defense because I do think there's going to be a ton of Barkley here. I need a defense. I probably, if I had the opportunity to change it, I'd probably move off it right now because that is the highest uh, total uh, of any game this weekend and the Giants going on the road to Minnesota. I think that's um, a projected point total for, for Minnesota, like 25 or, 20, 25 or 26 points, something like that. And 48 and a half is the total for the game. So if I had to change something, it would probably look that way. But as I rifle through the roster again, Allen at quarterback, Mixon, Sanders, uh, Austin Eckler in the backfield, Debo Samuel, Godwin, uh, CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, Travis Ingram, Tucker, and the Giants. Your initial thoughts and uh, what you think I should do differently if I was submitting this lineup, which I'm not. Well, okay. So th- can we go about this like we are partners on this? Sure. Can we Absolutely. Approach, can we approach it? When we approach it that way, um, Josh Allen, yes, that is your Buffalo Bill because they have so many tools that any of those players at the other positions could emerge and have big games throughout. But no matter who has a big game, you know Allen will. So I, I like this. And plus, you know, he, he's a favorite uh, from the AFC, well, one of them, to get um, uh, to get in. Okay, Mixon, a great run last year and an opportunity this week to – have extra carries and to lock that game away late against Baltimore. I like that. Let's come back to Miles Sanders. Uh, I'm going to find the thing that I at least like uh, about this team. Oh, well, I don't have to go any further than Evan Ingram. Gosh, we just keep hammering <laughs> on Evan Ingram. Okay. The, the, we're going to take Evan Ingram out because we okay. have a kicker and a defense. And mm-hmm. A very, very close game could develop um, against the Chargers in round one. So I, I really think we're going to go with the Jacksonville kicker. His name is Wright. Uh, it, it is. It doesn't matter. But the Jacksonville kicker. No, uh, isn't, it, isn't it Riley Patterson? Riley Patterson. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll, okay. Patterson it is. We'll move him into the kicker because that's a game that could be decided, at least the Las Vegas thinks it'll be decided by three points. We're going to move Ingram out of the game. And what I would like to move into the flex position, you have the Giants as defense. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we're, we're going to move Baltimore down to the defensive spot, getting rid of your t- your kicker, Tucker. Okay. And we're going to take Ingram out, and I'm going to talk to you, and I'm going to try to convince you um, uh, for my new favorite New York Giant, number 18, uh, uh, I think it's Isaiah Hodgkins. Ho- oh, Hodgins. Hodgins. Yeah. Hodgins. I would like yeah. to play Hodgins. It, over the last five games, Balky, 25 catches, four of them touchdowns. And, I, you know, he's so he's opposing Jefferson, which is my favorite pick of what you've done here with this team. I would like to have the winner of that game. I would like to move forward with a receiver on the winning team from that game. So, so Jefferson – and then Isaiah Hodgins, and one of them will advance, and I like that. Um, <coughs> and I apologize for coughing. I haven't coughed all day until the show started. Uh, 
Godwin, uh, I, I think that could be switched out, you know, in, in tip of the cap to Mr. Setlock. I think we could switch that out. I think uh, we could take down Miles Sanders um, and install playoff Lenny. It's in the name there, Balky, playoff yep. Lenny. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, we could also consider if you don't want Lenny and if you really want to roll with Miles Sanders, uh, we could put in one of the Philadelphia receivers or – um, we could consider Evans. And I'll say this, that Chris Godwin is my favorite player, but we talked earlier in the show about players that have just been beaten up this year. And he started the year beat up. And he, he hasn't – and it, will he, starting in the wild card round, will he be still a force well, when we get to the uh, when, when we get to the Super Bowl? And, and, you know, will he be able to physically stay together and contribute in every game? Uh, that would be my thought there. Austin Eckler is in the lineup. C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, I, I think no matter what in this game, he's going to get um, his targets and his touches. Uh, I, I'm I'm down on the, the Cowboys advancing in this game, but I, I think if you've got to go a Cowboy, he's your best Cowboy. So that's what I think about this lineup. Everything else that's in there, bulky, very, 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 very solid. Um I never know which running back is going to uh, appear in Philadelphia. Uh, Miles Sanders certainly uh, answered the bell this year. I, I might like Fournette better. I go look at Sanders' stats, though, and, you know, it's hard to get off of him. But you put together a very good team here. You got okay. okay, so let me ask you this. So I'm going <laughs> to agree with you. We'll put in okay. Fournette, right? So we'll take out Sanders. And, and are we taking out Godwin for Fournette? Yeah, you're taking out Godwin for, for now. Godwin you're taking for Sanders for down, and you're going to employ one of those Philadelphia receivers. And, you know, uh, Mr. Setlock talked about um, Smith versus A.J. Brown. And, and yes, A.J. Brown is that home run wide receiver, but when he hits that home run and he's going to have multiple chances to do it, you would like you you would like to get those points. So, I, you know, you you've got – consistent performers at every other position. And then, you know, especially with Debo Samuel as a consistent player. So I, I think that um, I think I might want to uh, roll the dice on AJ Brown, being able to put together a string of big games. I had um, Devontae <coughs> Smith in there in my roster last night, mm -hmm. but, but man, AJ Brown is a man, not that Smith isn't, he was a Heisman. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but I think, yeah. Okay. So, so the adjustments we made here are Tucker's out. The Ravens defense is in the giants defense is out. Isaiah Hodgins is in. That's our, that's the contrarian play out of all this. Um, uh, Riley Patterson is in at kicker. Evan Engram is out and we're putting in Leonard Fournette for Godwin. And we're subbing out Miles Sanders or AJ Brown Farrell, much like everything that you do. I think you just made this team better. So oh, I am, God with, bless you, brother. I am with you on this. So I think this makes a lot of sense. Um, so now the final roster we have here, the bulky Farrell experience here, Josh Allen at quarterback. The running backs are Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, and Austin Eckler. The receivers are Debo Samuel, um, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb. Tight ends we're looking at just Travis Kelsey, Kicker will be Riley Patterson. I missed Isaiah Hodgins at receiver as well. Kicker will be Riley Patterson. The defense will be the Baltimore Ravens. You're welcome, 
uh, America, we just gave you $500,000. That's the pathway to do it. So congratulations to anybody watching this and putting in that lineup for 200 bucks. Um, Farrell, th th this was, once again, favorite part of Friday night uh, is always hanging out with you and, and another guest where you can pick their brain. Um, I wish you uh, nothing but an enjoyable weekend of football. Six games we get over the course of the next three days. Always fun to uh, to chop it up with you, and we will do this again next Friday uh, before the divisional round of the playoffs. And I'll see you in 29 days at the KFFSC. That's the plan, man. party and draft. Yes, it's going to be a rager. It's going to be a real rager. Uh, I look forward to it, Farrell. Thank you so much for hopping aboard. We'll talk with you again next week. See you, Boggy. Farrell Elliott, ladies and gentlemen, the definitive commissioner of fantasy football from the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship. Check out his contest at kffsc.com. Always fun. Been playing in it for, God, 20 years now, almost 20 years for me. And I wish it would have been the whole time that he's had it in his existence because it is always uh, so much fun. I want to thank Dan Setluck. I want to thank Farrell Elliott, the FFPC, Rob Bryce, and, of course, each and every one of you. Uh, we are live next Friday, uh, again, as I just said, at 10, 9 Central. We're going to have 2021-2022 Football Guys Playoff Challenge. Fourth place finisher, Justin Cooper, will uh, will drop by. Cooper or Kieber? I meant to ask him that, and I forgot. But Justin Cooper slash Kieber will be on next week uh, as our guest as we get you set for the divisional round of the playoffs. Again, in case you missed it, the Road of His High Stakes Lowdown with 2022 FFPC Main Event ninth place finisher and 2021 FFPC Main Event eighth place finisher, Rob Linkowski. Great stuff from him on season-long contests. Good advice from him uh, on the playoff challenges as well. Uh, so make sure you're watching that at uh, the FFPC YouTube channel, or you can download the audio or stream the audio at rotaviz.com slash podcast. Speaking of the Rotaviz High Stakes Slowdown, it returns on Tuesday at 10, 9 Central, the 2021-2022 fifth place finisher and former overall champ in the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge. Taz Badawala will be joining me uh, on that program. We're going to chop it up, uh, get you set for the divisional challenge for the FFPC. Uh, we're going to find out how his teams are doing after the wild card round of the playoffs as well. So that's going to be fun. And of course, don't miss the high stakes fantasy football show on the Better Sports Network. Uh, we are live this past Thursday with Todd Burrows from the Run to Daylight podcast and the uh, Sharp Football Analysis Sharper Angles podcast. Uh, we are live with him on Thursday night. Uh, this coming Thursday night at 7, 6 Central on the Better Sports Network app, which you can download free in the App Store and Google Play. Uh, you can watch uh, Ben Gretsch from uh, Rotovis, uh Stealing Bananas podcast. He will be on with me co-hosting for two full hours on Thursday night. Uh, final reminder, play for $500,000 right now in the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge. You get a ton of content, ton of advice from a guy who finished 10th overall last year, obviously from me and Farrell as well. Uh, we uh, we brought that content to you tonight. You can check out all the other content from Football Guys, Draft Sharks, Fantasy Alarm, Fantasy Points, uh, the GOAT District. Everybody is churning out great content on this, on how to win. Um, and it only costs 200 bucks to join. I mean, can you, I, I always say this, can you afford not to play in this contest uh, to try to win life-changing money? A half million bucks will be awarded uh, in mid-February, and that could be you if you enter it right now. Don't forget $100,000 uh, grand prize in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge. I would hustle to get into both of these. Um, both of them are pacing ahead of uh, where we were at last year in the time that we've been on the air tonight. Um, I think in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge, it looks like 200-some teams right around there. If I'm if I'm seeing this correctly, I think 200 teams got sold while we've been broadcasting tonight, and there's only a little under 1,200 left there. Um, and then in the Football uh, FFPC Playoff Challenge, 
we're looking at about, um, I want to say about 100 teams or so, a little under 100 teams sold in the last hour there, uh, only 1,850 spots left. So they're going to go fast tomorrow. They always do. Uh, so make sure you are, what does Farrell always say? Don't be a wish I had. Sign up now, get your teams registered, and uh, then you can mess with them before lineups lock at 4.30 Eastern time tomorrow when the Seahawks and Niners kick off. Uh, remember to like uh, the video, subscribe to the channel, comment on the video, and uh, share it with all your friends, and get notified by clicking on that notification bell so you always make sure you're notified when the FFPC YouTube channel goes live with more great content thanks to the players that are coming on this broadcast. Your NFL Super Wildcard Weekend officially starts now. This has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. It was broadcast live and was watched around the world. Balky and Farrell will be back next week with more analysis, more interviews, and more advice from guests much smarter than they are. Thanks for watching, and we'll talk with you again next week. You know, I, I realized I didn't do like a, a post-announcement, like a post-credit scene on the show last week, and I apologize for that, but I'm going to do one this week, and it's up. Uh, regarding something that we didn't actually get to on the show but according to tom palacero on twitter that if there is going to be a neutral site for the afc championship game it will be uh, between the chiefs and bills it will be uh be played at atlanta that's where the two teams would meet to be on a, a neutral site palacero said that the stadium is basically equidistant from both kansas city and Buffalo, uh, and the game would be played January 29th at 6.30 Eastern time. That's if those two teams meet. That's where it'll be played. Now, there was some scuttlebutt about Lambeau Field perhaps hosting the AFC Championship game. And my buddy uh, and I were talking, and we were at the Packers game on, on Sunday, the, the debacle, that, and congratulations to the Lions because one team showed up for that game. It definitely wasn't Green Bay. But we were at the game at Lambeau Field, and uh, you know we basically said, look, if there's going to be an AFC Championship we're going to go to Lambeau Field to watch it because that way we can watch a championship game at Lambeau Field and we're guaranteed the Packers not to lose. It won't happen, but it might happen in Atlanta. Thanks for watching, everybody. MyFFPC.com is where to sign up for your FFPC World Famous Playoff Challenge teams. Good luck and enjoy the games this week.